0: You're listening to a podcast by Oak Magazine. I would like to acknowledge the Dja people as the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine. And I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Through her own experiences as a migrant to Australia, Neha recognized that opportunities are often down to who you know, not what you know. This disadvantage is even more acute for women living in regional areas, just like Nihar's hometown of Shepparton. Identifying an opportunity to bridge the gap between those who are seeking to grow and those willing to help them succeed, Nihar established the Flamingo Project to create a community of women helping women. Knowing that asking for support may not always be easy, the program has no barriers of entry and is free of charge. Nihar shares with us why she applied for the award, what she has learned about herself in the process, and the importance of her project. Let me introduce you to my friend and Victorian finalist, Nihar. Hello, Nihar, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Kimberly.
0: It's my absolute pleasure. And I really do think that um, we could have devoted a full episode to your story, but for today for our special series. Um, we're just going to focus on your journey as a finalist uh, for the Agri Futures Rural Women's Award for this year. So congratulations on
1: that. Thank you.
0: What I loved about being a judge uh, this year is just how much insight we actually get into why you've started your business and the problem you're trying to solve at a community level. And when I look at my notes, there was this stat that I wrote down and like, I've actually been thinking about it um since I, I don't know has it only been a week ago that we met I'm pretty sure it yeah,
1: it's been a week
0: <laughs> It just all seems to muddle in but it was in regards to the number of primarily women who struggle to find a job when they move to Australia with their partner can you give me a little insight around that because that then works back into the Flamingo Project doesn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, what the, we found is that when um, part when like a husband and wife or um partners move to regional Australia from anywhere from the city, or even from another country, um, women have uh, difficulties in finding employment because it's mostly the male counterpart who um who come here with like with already established employments and mostly they are in the medical sector in the medical field or they are in um, in the engineering field um, because those are the skills gap that the regional places are trying to fill at the moment so when they move to uh, regional and rural places uh, women find it difficult to find employment uh, with whatever uh, you know careers or skills they're bringing in And so that's why we established the Flamingo Project to help establish connections for um, and and we've learned it the hard way. And when I say we, it's the volunteers with the Flamingo Project and myself that um, most of the times it's about who you know and not what you know.
0: Now, your program is based in Shepparton and you're based in Shepparton yourself. Is there a figure around Shep specifically?
1: Yes, so um, committee for Greater shepherdin has a program called the Communities Connector Program, where they do, um, uh, where they like help people who are moving from the and these are only professionals who are moving in to the regional places. They help them out with like um, doing contacts of, uh, sports places or schools or houses and all of that. And, um, uh, in one of the conversations I was having with the, one of the facilitators, I found out about um the growing numbers of people coming into the region and that has increased by 20 percent in the last year itself wow yes incredible isn't it yeah and um the skills isn't um the skill uh sorry um, they're still finding it really difficult to fit into a workplace or to even like understand where their career is headed over here Um, and on a bigger scale when a survey was done by the regional institute of australia um, they predicted that there's going to be 77% um, of, uh, of of like the skills that's, that's not being utilized in regional places and that's the figure today and they're hoping to bring it down to 40% which means that we need to be able to help these people um, find jobs and what we do is not like we don't directly help them find jobs but we help them make those connections Um, with people who are already in that particular workplace or um, in that career path that they want to take. So that can be their starting point of starting that conversation and um, trying to find out that what they can do to um, apply for these roles or how it can basically benefit them to uh, get a career in a particular place.
0: Mm -hmm. And... um... I've seen some of those, obviously, in the media. Uh, you've had some great media already, uh, as well as on your socials and, of course, in the actual, throughout the actual interview process. Now, tell me, why did you apply? Is it, this is the first time you've applied for the AgriFutures Rural Women's Award? Yep. Tell me, what gave you the confidence to, to put your name in to apply?
1: Um, so it was who and... Um... Mostly who and not what. So it was, um, it's it's one of my um, friends who I've not met face to face, but we are on social media, who we interact a lot, uh, Cynthia Marni, And she was in Canberra last year for the awards. And uh, she came back and gave me a call and she's like, have you heard about this? And I'm like, uh, no, I haven't. And then when I looked it up, I thought it was only for uh, people who are doing work primarily in the agriculture sector. And... Um, I was wrong it's for you know anyone who has a project that has benefited rural and regional communities can put their name forward um, and Cynthia encouraged me to apply for this um, and then when I was thinking that do I really, you know, put myself forward for this or even, you know, it's it was a big imposter syndrome for me to even think about, you know, being in this place amongst all these projects that are coming through. And then I thought to myself that it is important for me to put myself forward because this is a gap that really goes unnoticed. And it goes unnoticed because there are not many people speaking about it. And it is a really big gap and which if, if it's not addressed, it's going to get still get unnoticed. Um, While communication is a very simple thing, unfortunately, it's not that simple when it comes to places um, that are not cities and uh, people that are not from those places. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we all need a cheerleader like Cynthia. I have met her before and she's amazing. Um, so well done on Cynthia, but also yourself. Please don't feel any imposter syndrome. I think that was a common theme that was coming up. Um, you know, everyone sort of um, apologising for being there or, or sort of saying, well, look, I'm not sure if I belong here. Um, it's, it's exactly why the the award exists. And I think the great thing is that regardless of any outcome, uh, the fact that you are a finalist and now part of that alumni, that there is just this great support network for you, um, yeah, to, to help whatever you need with your with your project. Now, the interview process is actually quite long from when we apply to um, when we probably get the first phone interview and then obviously what we've had in Melbourne uh, last week, which is, you know, where you actually present a pitch to us. How would, How did you feel during... The pitch process. I
1: felt like I found more and more meaning to the Flamingo project because even though I was doing this because of uh, a personal experience or personal experiences, I did not realize that um, it was actually a problem in, 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 at a national level. And while I was doing more research into this, and while I was connecting to um, organizations and people outside of where I usually operate, which is the Golden Valley region, I realized that it is something that people are in the need of, and it doesn't matter really if you are a migrant or not a migrant. Um, it's a, it's a common theme amongst a lot of um, a, a lot of places. Usually these mentorship programs come with, um, you know, uh, tick boxes that you have to either pay for it or you have to either um, qualify to be in some kind of a professional space. And again, while I was doing um, preparing myself for the interview, I went through so many mentorship programs to understand that why my model is different, because I knew my model is different, but I had to put it on paper and present it. Um, and that's where um, it it just reinstated my confidence and my belief that this is something that has not been done before.
0: Mm, yeah. Now, um, as part of that interview process, so just to set the scene for everyone listening um, and give them an idea of what it is, uh, we're in a room and uh, there's four of us sitting at a table, and you're obviously at the front with a with a screen, and and you get to present. Um, the presentation actually goes for 10 minutes. So that's actually really, really quick. Um, and then it's just sort of that Q and a time, which I actually love. It's probably the best part of the whole process. Um, and both from both sides, I think even as a, a finalist, you really get to, um, to answer parts that you might not have in your presentation. Now, I know during that process, once you'd finished, I'd said to you, um, like, it's a beautiful day, go out over the park, over the road and write down how you felt. Did you get a chance to do that?
1: I did. I did. Yes. And the first word that came to my mind was accomplished. I know that I have put my best foot forward. I know that I have um, displayed how I feel and where this program can go. And I have put forward the reason why we need something like the Flamingo Project. And I it's really, the result does not matter to me because I'm really happy to, you know, to be a part of the alumni and to actually meet all these finalists and yourself and, you know, all the other judges. Um, but to bring to attention to people about um, about this gap was was something that I felt very proud of. and it was a very accomplished and satisfying moment to me after setting, stepping out of it and, um, and, and and for listeners just something on the inside what happened I got a bit emotional while talking about it because it was like literally pouring my heart out and circling back to my journey from the start to where I, where I am now and the women who've been along with me in the Flamingo journey and otherwise and um, it was a very confronting th- thing for me as well to um, go through that whole process and actually say to somebody else which I've never done before to take them through everything that has happened so far so um while it was uh, while it was emotional it was very um accomplished and satisfying as well yes
0: yeah I love that word um it's just something that I wish I had have done I think looking back um I wish I had have written down how I felt after each stage like I just um it, it's always on to the next one oh, and to be honest now that I think back, especially because ours were all sort of phone interviews um, because of COVID and because of Melbourne, um, living in Vic. But thinking back now, I I think I cried when Lara phoned me a couple of times to say I'd made it through to the next stage. Um, And probably the same, like, I'm like, oh my God, that's just amazing. Um, But then I went on to the next thing, like whatever project I had on that day, whatever I had to do and sort of parked that. And I, I even felt, on the night we'd obviously been announced a winner and then the next day it was the same thing I, I just went home and, and went back into work and I wish I had have taken that moment to to really sit and consider just what an effort actually goes into presenting as you said like even just to really peel back the layers and say hey this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and and most of it a lot of the time it does come from a, a really personal space um Have you learned anything about yourself throughout the process so far, Neha?
1: Um, Yes, I have actually. Um, I feel like I'm able to, I, I should not like, I should not think that I don't belong in this space. And I tell that to so many women, but I don't practice what I preach. And I feel like I should listen to my own words and I should own up the fact that we all belong in this space and we all can, you know, put ourselves forward to things that we don't think that we are not capable of, but we all are.
0: Yeah, yep. Um, Talking about giving advice and not taking it yourself, um, I think there was something, again, I'm just full of advice, aren't I, when I'm in these situations. (laughs) Only because I'd been grilled the day before about how much I charge um and had a great friend that sat me down and said hey you actually need to to look at your rates and and um raise them and i think we said the same to you as well so you know really it, it just comes again back to just valuing what you're providing um and that um yeah what you've created with the flamingo project is incredible and is something that um yeah people want to be a part of um and we ourselves as the business owner shouldn't have to put too much of our income into that. It's actually probably a reverse way around. So, um, yeah, I know I was just handing out tickets of wisdom. Um, on the
1: <laughs> that, day. That, that was a really good advice. Um, and I sometimes struggle to justify um, not that I'm, I have a lot of money, but I sometimes feel like, you know, it's, I've had the struggle of actually having, making connections. And, um, and how do I still keep this free while, you know, yeah helping people out and hopefully in the future I would uh, my plan is to make us into a not-for-profit so we can apply for fundings and um, keep this program free.
0: And that's the thing isn't it when you're so passionate about something and you just want people to benefit from it you give everything and and sometimes we give away that project or um, whatever it is for free when there is a limit to that. Um, because yeah, it, we burn ourselves out. We actually need money to, for us to sustain our lives and what have you. But I just thought collaborations in in your instance, um, working with a cafe um, and seeing if they could collaborate by gifting a coffee card um, so that your mentees and mentors could use together. Um, obviously you could then promote them through, through your network, but also people always have more than one coffee. Um, so it's actually a win-win for them. So um collaborations in that sense are are fabulous when you can find the right business i think so tell me what is next for the flamingo project so does that all rely on the announcement or you know where are you going to from here regardless
1: regardless i'm going to keep going as i'm going um and um I hope to take more than 10 participants um, in at one time. And uh, um, I also want to grow uh, in achuka as well and Khorbram because there's a lot of interest that's coming through from those areas, but I've not been able to um, yeah, to give my time to, uh, to those places. So the other, my, my plan B basically is to um, have more volunteers in those places where I'm not physically able to go and um, um, yeah, help set up in those uh, areas where, with, with local pe- uh, people who can help out.
0: Amazing. Well, as I said, um, everything you're doing, incredible. Uh, You've, you know, you're part of the alumni, you've already got some media, you just got to build on all of those, those, I suppose, leverage all of those platforms and opportunities. Um, Yeah, I obviously wish you all the best. And I can't wait to um, catch up again and celebrate at the announcement in Melbourne.
1: Thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you as well.
0: Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions we'd like to celebrate a win, can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at oakmagazineau. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine.